It is time to bring it back to vulnerability, back to connection. Here on the How's Your Heart podcast, we chat weekly about the practical ways to deepen the relationship with ourselves and how to cultivate that with the people around us too. My name is Jess. I am the host here on the How's Your Heart podcast. And alongside some amazing guests together, we are here to create psychologically safe spaces and to put into practice asking more than just how are you. Instead, we're asking, how's your heart? Hey guys, welcome back to welcome to the How's Your Heart podcast. I am Jess, your host. I hope you're having an awesome day wherever you are in the world. And I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to ask yourself how's your heart, to come back to connection and love and empathy, um, not only for ourselves, but also for other people as well. And I'm just super appreciative that you are able to do this for yourself today and you're able to hang out with me for a little while. I think that's also quite fun. Today we're going to be diving into I guess part seven of our season all about relationships. Yeah this is part seven. Oh my goodness we've dove so far into this season already. I feel like it's really just flown by Um, but today I digress. Today we are talking about competition within relationships because this is a topic that came up during my date on the weekend which if you guys listened to last week's episode you would have known about that but we'll dive into that in a little life update in a second um but we came up with like a few ideas around this whole topic and the conversation was really interesting and so I thought I'll bring it on here and I'll dive into it a little bit further we'll open up this conversation a little bit more because it relates to the season it adds to this conversation and I think it's really interesting to start reflecting on that even though I'm not in a relationship romantically at the moment um, this also transfers to relationships between your friends and to your family members your siblings people at work everyone that we have a relationship with this kind of concept can play into so I thought we'd open up this conversation today I'm super excited for it but first and foremost we'll dive into the life updates because if you listen to last week's episode you know that a few things have changed um I'm not sure if me starting this season all about relationships has manifested this in my life, but prior to this, I wasn't dating at all. I decided that I was going to take a break. I was just going to focus on the podcast, on work, on hanging out with my family, being with my friends and just having a great old time, great old time. But last week on Wednesday, I think it was, I said to myself, nope, okay, it's time I'm going to go on a date again. So I decided to download the apps and I came across this guy and we went on a date last week, which is what I told you about. And (laughs) the date started off really weird and I strangely enough had a lot of hope for this date which I think blinded me to a few of the things that happened but at the same time I'm glad I still went through with it because I mean we're still talking today and it's been a week or more and it's been yeah really nice he's a really lovely guy anyways so we had this date it was in my hometown and we were going to grab ice cream and so we said we'd meet there at two 
And so I got there 15 minutes early because I always get to places about 15 minutes early. It's just in my blood. It's just how I am. Anyways, he texted me 10 minutes before the date started and said, hey, I just got out of an appointment. Is it okay if I meet you there at 3.30 instead? I was like, initially, I was like, oh my goodness. An hour and a half later, seriously, I just drove for an hour and a half. Like, I can't wait another hour and a half. But then I was like, okay no, this is okay. I somehow have nothing else to do today and I may as well just wait. So I said, okay, I'll meet you at 3.30. I'm going to go home and work on the podcast at my family's place and then I'll come back and we'll have ice cream. Also because who would turn down an ice cream date? Yeah, it's Anyways, so when the time came, I went back to the ice cream shop. We grabbed ice cream. We started walking along the waterfront and it was actually such a lovely day. The ice cream was beautiful. I'm a caramel girl through and through and it was a lovely first date. I definitely would recommend that because, you know, you have something to do. There's scenery around and it's not like that formal kind of dinner date vibe as your first date. I feel like that is, there is nothing worse than going on a dinner date for your first date it just there is so much pressure anyways um maybe unless it's with the right person but this kind of date idea definitely would recommend so we grabbed our ice cream went for a lovely walk and he is such a chatterbox which is so good because there have been so many times where I feel like I have to fill in the gaps a lot in the conversation but this time it was a little bit different he was talking a lot which was good and he was talking so much that his ice cream was literally melting all over his hand I don't even think he got halfway through his ice cream I think half of it or more melted all over his hands I was like oh my goodness (laughs) what is going on anyways I just felt bad because I felt like I wasn't you know allowing him to ask me questions either I felt like I was just asking him a lot and he was having to respond which you know reflections 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 but anyways the conversations were flowing really well and the date lasted about I want to say two hours or something along the lines of that we were just talking and getting to know each other and we have a lot in common because he's in the fitness industry too and I just felt like we flowed and we clicked quite a bit anyways the next day I went to his outing with his friends one of his friends had a birthday party and I didn't bring anything down for that kind of occasion so I was texting my friends I was like oh my goodness can someone please just let me raid their wardrobe and come up with something so that I can go on this second date and not wear the exact same outfit as I did yesterday afternoon and they're like yes okay come to my house and so I went to her house she wasn't even there raided her wardrobe grabbed something also forgot that I have like a really poor sense of style. I'm not someone who can easily piece an outfit together. It's just never been in my blood, probably because I wear active wear maybe 99% of the time. So just kind of all black and legging type material. So hard to kind of mess that up. But when it comes to real fashionable items or just, you know, day-to-day wear, I really struggle with that. I grabbed an outfit, I went to the outing and it was really nice. Hanging out with his friends, I had a few espresso martinis, no espresso, 
Yeah, espresso martinis. Yeah. And they were really just yum. They were so good. And I haven't drunk in like three months. So they kind of hit me a bit hard, but I only had two. So we were fine. We were safe. And after that, we woke up the next morning and went out for breakfast. And it was just really nice hanging out with him and just having good conversations and getting to know someone and anyways we've been chatting pretty much this whole week and it's coming up this weekend so like I said in the last episode I just have a feeling that this phase of my life that I'm entering is maybe one where I have a partner but I don't know we'll keep you posted things might change I'm trying to keep myself open and to be vulnerable because I feel like I have been quite hurt in the past, especially when it comes to like the dating realm. I feel like after you've been burned quite a bit, it's really easy to slip into this half-assed vulnerability where you like them and you think they're kind of cool, but you don't really be as vulnerable as maybe you would be or you were the initial time around, um, like with your first love or that first special person in your life and I'm finding I'm slipping into that quite a bit and I'm trying to remind myself that I would rather experience heartbreak and I would rather experience like I guess a loss of someone who I thought was really special and really cool rather than close myself off and miss the opportunity of experiencing such great love and beautiful emotions and I feel like that comes from just growth internally because if you asked me that a few months ago I don't think I would have said the same thing but it's really interesting how I can see in this new kind of I mean we're not anything special yet we're just dating but um, I feel like I've really noticed how much I have shifted in terms of my personal growth and it's really showing me that you can grow in relationships and you can grow outside of relationships pretty equally and I feel like when you're in a relationship it's it's a really good mirror for who you are and for how much you've grown and where your trouble areas are and especially if you have that self-awareness to recognize that oh it's just like this whatever this is at the moment that's going on I just feel like I'm recognizing and appreciating all of the growth that I've done and all of the work that I've done and now you know it's coming into a space where I I could potentially have a partner but I guess we'll see I'll keep you posted um without further ado let's dive into this episode So let's dive into this topic today. We're talking about competition and celebrating wins and comparison within relationships. And this conversation is really heavily, I guess, inspired by the episode I did in season one about friendships not being a sport because my experience with competition has really stemmed from some of my early friendships which are okay now we have worked through them we have progressed and grown and communicated but initially I'm a really competitive person by nature and it comes out in my relationships and I have experienced so many times and I have, I guess the universe has just kept on showing me these relationships and situations where 
I realize now that competition is just the worst environment for a relationship to flourish and for both parties to feel like they are supported and guided and loved. Because I feel like one of the main things about relationships that is quite often forgotten is that regardless of whether you're in a romantic relationship or a friendship or, you know, your co-worker, someone at school, someone at university, a family member, whoever it is, we're talking about all kinds of relationships today, whoever you're in a relationship with, it is you and them against the world, against the issues that come up, against the problems that you are faced with. And that is really powerful because it places you rather than you versus them. It takes you away from that because, you know, that is the competition mindset. Instead, when we phrase relationships around this teamwork mentality of you and them against whatever comes up, it proves to each other and also proves to yourself that you are supported you are there to cheer each other on and to encourage each other to show up as their best selves and even when they're not their best selves to support them through that that is where relationships can flourish and can build into really beautiful and long-term intimate connections with people So a thing that I always come back to when I find myself competing with the person I'm in a relationship with is that you cannot compete where you don't compare. And comparison is so easy to do in this world, whether that is through social media or whether that is just between you and a friend at work maybe one person has got a promotion and you haven't but you guys have been on the same kind of journey throughout the um, workplace and you're just feeling like that's really unfair you're comparing your work to theirs you're comparing how you show up how you dress your interactions and it really just comes from this insecure and lack kind of mindset And we hear about this a lot I know but comparison is such an ugly trap And it is like jealousy. It's one of those awful emotions that we never really speak on. We never really let out into the light because they do feel really ugly to hold inside of us to feel jealous of someone else. Um, I like to put a little spin on jealousy when I do catch it. I do not often catch it. I feel like it is one of those emotions that comes up and creeps up on me across the day. But if I do catch it, I always like to think of jealousy in a more positive light and think, okay, if I'm jealous of that person, it means that I can see myself having that life or for that to be attracted to me. And that's something I really want for my life. And then switching that into an inspiration and a goal-based, I guess, narrative rather than a jealous, secretive narrative there. It is really hard when you're in this jealous, comparative, competitive frame of mind to think that there is not enough winning or not enough abundance to go around for everyone. And especially when you're in a relationship with someone who has succeeded in their goals or their goals have transpired before yours have. 
and it's that impatient, jealous wait waiting for yours to transpire as well. But in between there, the celebrating of their wins is something that I feel like is a massive either red or green flag in a relationship. Being able to support someone even when yours are still a work in progress is one of like I feel like it's a really hard thing to do but reframing it into celebrating their wins and knowing that it is a win for yourself as well is like it's a beautiful type of love and actually there's a couple at the gym that I work at and if anyone from the gym um, is listening to this podcast you will know exactly who I'm talking about but this couple I have trained them for about a year and a bit now and in the past few months we've gotten really close and the guy in the relationship is so so deeply in love with the girl in relationship and obviously it goes both ways but I'm specifically going to focus on the guy because the girl is such a diva she is super competitive but in like the best way she is funny she is out there she is such an extrovert and she's also really strong in the gym and they probably lift almost the same kind of weight um, which is like just super impressive as it is and um anyways they both did the in-house challenge that we did and um as coaches we decided the winners and we were having a chat about it yesterday and we brought up that the girl in the relationship should win this specific prize and we were talking about it and we was like oh what could we give the guy in the relationship what um what do you think he should be runner up for And we all kind of looked at each other and we said, he did really well, but even if we didn't give him a specific prize, the look on his face and the amount of love that he has for her means that anytime she wins, he wins equally as much. And he loves just supporting her and celebrating her wins. And you can just tell that the dynamic that they have in their relationship is so beautiful because they both know that whenever the other person wins, it's going to be a team celebration. It's going to be a relationship win together because, you know, they're both in this together. They're both in this for the long run and they're both here to support each other in the best way that they can. And this couple that I'm talking about is such a really great reflection of that because they both have their own set of injuries. They both have their own I guess, goals and journeys within the gym and also personally as well. But they know each other well enough and they know each other in the relationship well enough that they are on their own journeys individually. But any individual or relationship win that they have is celebrated by both parties. And that is such a beautiful dynamic. And it just shows up in their relationship so well because anytime they do have that sense of competition within the relationship, it's not that kind of toxic, resentful side of it. Rather, it's 
this really supportive and beautiful type of competition where it's now inspiration to work on their own comfort zones and to compete individ- like individually for themselves and to push themselves outside of their own comfort zones and to live up to the best version of themselves within that relationship because that's one of the main ways we can grow our relationships and make it a beautiful place to live and to be and to love. What I want to run through now is some of the signs that I've experienced when competition becomes the priority in the relationship and not in the most positive light either. And a main one of this I experienced with a family member and it was at a time when I felt like I had to compete for their love and I was working on myself and doing as much as I could all the time, especially in the gym, in order to prove myself and to compete against the other things in his life. And anytime that they found out that I was, you know, working towards this or just trying to live up to this expectation and to compete with his idea of me, I was made to feel really guilty for that. I remember coming home from the gym one day and saying, oh my goodness, I got five chin-ups. Like, how amazing is that? And I remember the look on their face was like, oh, but, you know, you failed in all of these other areas. And I remember thinking, oh, geez, like, this time I've spent progressing on this was, you know, for nothing because I'm still not living up to who I should be or what I should be. And I felt really guilty for choosing something that was a passion of mine and, you know, using that as, I guess, the vehicle to please them rather than using a vehicle that they really admired and, I didn't want to choose that, but I felt really guilty in making that selfish choice to go with something that I actually enjoyed and spending time and putting energy into something that I really enjoyed. Um, That was placing guilt on someone after they have achieved and feeling guilty for achieving something is just such a defeating emotion. And I, it's kind of just like a stab to the heart. And what I found is my self-worth just completely plummeted. And this can happen on both sides too. You can feel really worthless as the person who did achieve the goal and did win. And you're like, oh, I'm not worthy of this because this other person is not supporting me and not showing me that, you know, not validating that I am worthy of this. But then on the other side, if you're the person who's waiting for your goals to transpire, you can feel like the reason why they're not coming into your life, why you're not winning, why you're not achieving these goals is because you're not worthy of them. And both sides of that story are really false. But having that lack of support and that competitive nature in a relationship is the reason why a lot of these emotions can come up. And quite often when this has occurred for a long time, it just leads you to both resent each other and to resent any action towards bettering yourself or towards, 
going after your dreams, going after your goals. And it leads into a really vicious cycle of resentment and sadness and resentment and sadness. And then quite often just a lack of communication between them because like I said before, jealousy and comparison are such ugly emotions and and so it often leads us to not talk to our partner about these kinds of things but rather just keep it all pent up inside and just let it fester there like a really bad cold. So I thought I would give you guys a few of my rules for when I feel like a relationship is becoming really unhealthily competitive or I'm struggling to celebrate someone else's wins. Maybe they're struggling to celebrate mine as well. This is what I come back to as my stable foundation so that I don't lead myself into these really awful situations. So my first one is the Freaky Friday rule. And I know what you're thinking. What does this even mean? So we've all seen the movie Freaky Friday where the bodies are switched and you're living in someone else's body. And essentially that is what this rule is based around. Whenever we're in a relationship with someone, the people who we surround ourselves with, if a Freaky Friday incident was to occur and you were now placed in their body you had to go to their workplace you had to interact with the people they were interacting with you had to do the daily things that they do day in day out would you be proud to be that person would you be proud would you be happy to be that person and vice versa would they be happy to be you for a day or a week or however long it lasts for. I think this is such a beautiful way to re- to reframe a relationship and who you spend your time with. I'm not sure if it's the top three or the top five people who are in your life, but regardless, the co- closest people in your life, the people who you spend the most time around equal you. They create and influence you so heavily we are mirrors to each other the reason why I have a disco ball on my arm is because number one for Taylor Swift but number two because um we mirror each other we reflect the good parts we reflect the bad parts and we feed into each other so easily when we are surrounded so closely and especially if you are in a romantic relationship with someone or a really close friendship where you see each other quite frequently If you were not proud to be that person, if you wouldn't be proud to be that person for a day and do all of the ins and outs of what they do and hear their mental chatter, um, I feel like that is such a big red flag if you aren't able to do that because it just means that your goals and your personality And who you are fundamentally maybe doesn't align with who they are fundamentally, how they go about the world. My next rule is to focus on your own goals and to remember that everyone is on their own journey, especially when it comes to relationships um, and friendships. Everyone comes from their own backgrounds and their own abilities and capacities. And when we are comparing you know, our journeys to someone else and our goals to someone else, what often we do is we grab all of the great parts of who they are and how they've achieved things and compare it to the absolute worst parts of us. We are most likely our worst critic and 
when we do that, it just lowers our self-esteem and our worthiness and puts us into this mindset of lack. And often it can just lead us to give up on all of our goals and all of our aspirations in life. Rather, what we need to do, which is my third point, is to use their wins and their celebrations and what they've achieved in their life as inspiration rather than as a tool for comparison. They are not the goalposts. They are not everything that you should be or you should achieve. And they are the perfect, all almighty. You know, they're not that. They are just someone who has achieved something that is really cool. And we can celebrate that and use their win to help also lift us up and to inspire us and to mirror what we could achieve in our life. If, we, if it's happened for someone else, it can you know, it can happen for you as well. And that's really exciting. And, you know, if you celebrate their wins, hopefully maybe they'll celebrate yours as well. And then just think about how joyous that would be as a whole. Um, I think that is everything I have to say today. All about competing, celebrating wins. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I seriously am so grateful for all of you guys. And I really trust that you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, make sure to share it on your stories on Instagram. I love seeing those. Um, And share it with a friend. That really helps us out. Give it a little five-star review um, on Apple or Spotify, wherever you are. And feel free to go head over to the Instagram at How's Your Heart Pod to connect with me further. I love hearing all of your DMs and chatting with you guys. I'm always over there checking in on you guys. So I'd love to hear from you. But thank you guys so much for today. And I trust you're having an awesome day. Have an awesome rest of your day. And thank you so much for checking in with yourselves. Bye.